It's a beautiful sunny day, not a cloud in the sky. We should be out for our first ever coffee ride of 2022 in preparation for the biggest ever coffee ride. But instead we're in the car, Tony, because things don't always go to plan. Welcome to Auntie Coffee. I'm sorry, was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Anybody want coffee? Was that your auntie? I'm making myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Enjoy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. Coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. With me, Todd Whiteford. And me, Tony Lee Breakdown Johnson. Not an emotional breakdown, just a bicycle breakdown. <laughs> it could have been an emotional breakdown, though. <laughs> Partly was, I think. Given that everything else had aligned perfectly for us to get out and ride. <laughs> yeah. A little quick 40k loop, finishing at a coffee shop in Kilmacomb. But instead, yeah, what happened? What, why did it not go to plan? Uh, well... I'd ridden 40k's out to see to see you in Kilmacomb, and then we were about one kilometer into the ride, so 900 meters <laughs> 900 into meters, so excited, and my rear hub just seized up, stopped working. By rear hub, do you mean buttocks? <laughs> they are also now seized after sitting on a cold wall for for 30 minutes. Oh man! But no, luckily no accidents. And we tried to get it fixed, didn't we? We went to Bridge of Weir to see Ian Stokes at Spokes. A.K.A. Stokesy at Spokesy. <laughs> Who sorted me right out. He did give me a nice little... He looked at my hub and got it running. And then we were a little bit cocky, weren't we? Because we were like, ah, we can go out for our ride now. And then it happened again. On a descent into Port Glasgow. Could have gone terribly wrong but yeah saw the port glasgow sign and was just about to kick it into the the big ring yeah i thought it actually just pressurized you enough for you to lose the wheel yeah. but you know you can blame a mechanical relegated down the ranks doesn't matter tony port glasgow is mine you're currently listening to the jersey the the leader of the points classification <laughs> for anti-coffee but yeah i guess like why were we out in the first place because we had some very alarming news from this week's guest with regards to our training plan, or lack thereof. Yeah, it was very apparent that we are behind in our training. So much behind that we hadn't started yet. <laughs> so we were like, this is it. First sunny day of the year. Perfect opportunity. But it didn't happen. So this week's guest was Becky Story, who is the Scottish National Road Race Champ. Superstar. Yeah, superstar now and superstar later as well. Yeah. Um, and she was joined with her fiancé, Cameron, who's also a cyclist. Um, so if you hear a wee voice in the background, that's Cameron. And yeah, so she was, I mean, literally, who better to uh, navigate our, the anti-coffee ship away from the rocks and capsize um, and actually point us in a direction that might give us a chance of succeeding. We had a chance to ask her a lot of good questions, which you're going to hear in a minute. Um, and she gave us a lot of great advice, not only us great advice, but great advice that can be applied to all of you listeners as well. 
who ride bikes and don't ride bikes. Life advice. Very much so. So without further ado, here she is, the Isle of Man's greatest cycling export, Becky Story. back from Spain right yeah I got back on Monday training and racing yeah so we had a one day race and then we had a two week training camp and then a four day stage race yeah and then come home nice so Cam's Basso obviously the new team yeah it's not your only team no not my only team yeah how, how does that work so for people who maybe aren't quite familiar with you yet you ride for a different east what do you call it? East Zwifty Sports, team. Yeah, Zwifty team, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it, they kind of like are completely separate, really. Um, so although you've got, like, it's Movistar E-team that I ride for on Zwift, um, although they have, like, their own road team that's, like, completely different. Um, so I kind of, like, they're almost like two separate lives in a way. Um, so I don't really, like, mix them. So I do my Zwifting kind of in the winter. We have, like, three different seasons alongside the um, community division which anyone can do. Um, and then we race in the Premier Division, which you have to qualify for. Okay. Um, so that's like the highest level of Swift racing you can do. So yeah, it's just um, a bit of fun, really. Keep something to stay motivated. It looks fun. So I've seen like the, I guess like the difference between, I don't know whether it was a training camp or, or an actual race, but it seemed very much there was like four of you in one line, four of in another in another line, sort of, you can face your oh, teammate yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're all kind of <laughs> cheering each other on. Yeah. It looks like it's got a bit more of a, maybe, is it fair to say, like a party vibe compared to <laughs> like the, the pro peloton? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that for that uh, training camp, we were very fortunate that Zwift like, had done that full setup for us. So we don't race like that every week. Usually we're in, you know, some people race in their kitchens, bathrooms, yeah. bedrooms, wherever, all over the world. Um, but that was like a pro- pro- like professional kind of Zwift Academy setup. So that was like amazing to experience. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I mean, for, some people take it incredibly seriously. Um, so for them, it isn't really so much of a party, but for me, I think it's just brilliant and like, it's a bit of fun. And when you live somewhere like Scotland, it's nice to, you know, get on the Zwift, like Zwift sometimes and just have a bit of fun up oh, the horrible roads. Exactly. Like a yeah. day like today shows you that, that if you'd come back and plan to do like a recovery yeah. ride, I'll just get out on a little quiet Thursday. It should be fine. Yeah. Like. Forget about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And snowing now, and horrible. I guess and the fan base has got bigger as well, hasn't it? Because yeah. over lockdown, people have got into it themselves. And now it's on YouTube broadcast live a lot of the races, aren't they? So yeah. people actually tune in and watch them going on, which is... I think it's definitely the next big thing. I think over the next few years, we'll see Zwift and, and just esports in general just become, you know, in their own right. Like alongside like what we see, you know, like the Tour de France, you can get like, they did the Tour de France on Zwift in lockdown and yeah. like that was so cool. Yeah. And yeah, I'd love to see it grow. Into I suppose world. at some level as well, it is an entry for some people, or what would you call it, like an unconventional way. Yeah. Like the guy who, was he the Zwift world champion? Yeah, with the pixelated world champ oh, stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now riding in the pro peloton though. Is he? Right? Oh. He's riding for... German guy. Yeah, German guy. Doesn't have a German name. Big thighs. I'm sure he's... <laughs> They've he all got, got big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> he got picked up by... 
Some team. Did he? That's maybe a floating no. fact. I'm mm. not sure about that. No, but I see what you mean. Like, you get people who start, like, Zwift Academy is like a prime example of that. You know, you get riders picked up through Zwift Academy and then they win a pro contract and then they've proven that they can ride with the best in the world. And they've come from Zwift. You know, they didn't grow up racing on roads. So it shows that, I guess, it's a less traditional pathway to achieving that, but you can do it other ways yeah. as well. So the thing I'm curious about is like, as soon as I hear movie star, I think Alejandro Valverde. <laughs> do you get to meet, you know, and also like they've got so many good riders and the female team are now like big hitters. Yeah. So like, do you think that way or you kind of like? Uh, well, I, we went, when we went to, so I've been on the team since it first started. So that was um, March last year. Um, and then because of COVID, we didn't really get to meet anyone. We just, we, we felt like we knew each other because we were racing, you know, online and using Discord and stuff. Um, but we never really met like any of the staff from Movie Star. Um, but then in January, we went to Almeria for the Movie Star training camp and the men's road team was there, the women's road team was there. And um, unfortunately, because of COVID, it kind of ruined the plans. So we were meant to like be all in together, ride with the road teams and, um you know have breakfast and dinner together and we were all in the same hotel but because of covid we were all in our little bubbles so we could see them from afar and we could wave and you know say hello but we couldn't really mix um but one of the coolest things from that trip was we had our swift race on one of the nights with which you would have seen the setup that we had and um the men's road team came and watched so we had like valverde there like cheering us on Zwift no and way. I don't I don't it was quite funny because I don't think they actually really knew much about Zwift I mean why would he he's <laughs> always <laughs> on the road you know um so it was actually really nice to like um have them there and like see a different part of cycling and yeah. they really enjoyed it and it was a bit like mind-blowing being like wow that's one of the best riders yeah. in the world shouting at me riding Zwift like yeah. <laughs> so but yeah it was so cool and also then like because you're you're super young and Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. this is just a simple yeah. fact. You started racing when you were 19? Yeah. Obviously, well, yeah. Well, must have ridden 19, bikes 2019, I started racing. Okay. So, yeah, how am I? 23. Yeah, so I was at 20, yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah, old, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing rapid acceleration into this world. Yeah. And now, obviously, you're in the peloton as well. We haven't even mentioned that you're the Scottish national champion. Yeah. We're, we're here in the, in the presence of, like... <laughs> our our best road racer like it's it's undeniable <laughs> undeniable fact so i was reading like the the tale of the etap on that race yeah breakaway with the double beths yeah your teammates no she is yeah well, beth e morrow's team. your teammate no. well now. now yeah and then beth McIver, my e racing teammate yeah god i never actually thought of it like that yeah <laughs> I, I, as soon as i saw it i was yeah. like it's just two it's me, me against two beths yeah i know <laughs> And then, so g- give us a bit of a, I mean, what's it like to know that you're going to win the Scott? Like, at some point, you must have gone, I'm winning this now. Yeah. They're well, not I bringing th- me back. I think when I seen the course before, um, obviously racing it, I thought, you know, this is going to be my best. If I'm going to win a national champs, it's going to be on this course because that was my kind of course. Um, but uh, obviously there was a lot of strong girls you just mentioned the two Beths there whenever you got either of them you know it's going to be as soon as you see two Beths you just (laughs) you know you're in trouble yeah um so unfortunately they were my well fortunately and unfortunately they were my breakaway partners um great girls to like ride with but um 
yeah, I knew it was going to be tough. And it's a really hard course that, you know, up Suey, I mean, I don't know how, we were quite lucky. We raced in the morning and it was cooler, but the men, they did something like five laps and it was like scorching hot weather. It was just painful to watch and I'm sure painful to ride. Um, So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty kind of relaxed race. Unfortunately in Scotland, I mean, I think, we definitely seen this year more numbers in the women's races which is really really good to see because yeah. I've raced when I first started doing some of the Scottish rounds you'd struggle to kind of get like numbers for a women's race so I think that was the most they'd had in a Scottish like national champs which was amazing as well um and then yeah once we hit that bottom climb I thought you know this is I'm not taking this to a sprint <laughs> um anyone that knows me on a bike knows that I've not got um, a kick at all so I had to just go all in and yeah thankfully it paid off so <laughs> nice. you just built for the hills yeah and I always <laughs> wonder like were you so at this point just try to put myself in your shoes you were teammates with one Beth yeah McIver yeah from Zwift yeah and then Beth Moore was your future teammate but at this point rival yeah did you and the other Beth give each other a little nudge a little like no. let's get let's get rid of it Definitely not. <laughs> I think when it comes to national champs, you know, your teammates are out the window, aren't they? Your friends after, but at the time, it's it's war, like yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Essentially, yeah. 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 You I don't mean, tell listen, them anything. I, I've gone up yeah. against Tony for many a village yeah. side. So I know exactly <laughs> what you mean there. Yeah. And did you think? So again, like I hope I'm not asking like kind of the silly questions, but no, no, it's yeah. the things that I wonder, and I guess like our audience, because they're kind of they're amateur enthusiasts like us, so it's the things that maybe you don't get asked, like. You would have had time to prepare your over-the-line celebration. Oh, yeah, that was what, not very What good. went through your head? What did you uh, think, like, oh, I'm not going to do the Superman, <laughs> the Superwoman, Hedcock style? Um, did you, do, like, is that something that comes into your brain? Well, to be honest with you, I don't win much. I've not been cycling not for very long. Not yet. Hopefully, yeah, well, that would be nice one day. So I'm not used to winning and... Um, I, I mean, if I could do the super, I mean, I couldn't even attempt to do what Tom Pidcock does. That's just amazing, isn't it? Um, I'd love to celebrate like that. Um, so yeah, to be honest with you, um, the celebration, I was almost a bit shy. I've been like, oh God, don't don't look at me. I'm just glad I've just got up the hill. Hands over the face. Yeah, like a bit <laughs> yeah, like, um, kind of like that. And yeah, so I'm not really used to yeah, winning. Another, another couple of wins, I'm sure you'll have... Uh, some sort of bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think, think. just show the sponsor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've tried yeah. to replicate that a few times. Just That's that a cool one. one. Yeah, I like yeah, it when people do that. nice. Yeah. Or the, yeah. the heart, heart <laughs> hands is always a, a winner. Well, that's one for the fans. That's just a gift for the fans. Oh, I don't it? know if I've got any fans. But yes, <laughs> just wait till this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll Over get one more. 35 yeah. listeners. I think my number one fan's my gran. That's, she's always nice. there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be worrying if she wasn't your number one well, fan. Well, yeah, it would, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to brew up a coffee whilst you ask some more questions. Yeah, I'm going to make us a decaf. You're good? Okay. Yeah, what, you, you don't like coffee, Cameron? Or, no. is, this, is this all your um, post-workout? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, then I'm a protein shake, so... You've got to get the gains in at every opportunity. <laughs> Quite right. What, how would we describe your level of addiction? Heavy user? Oh, Are I you d- an amateur enthusiast? I it's don't know. Mechanics. See, I'm not very... I'll drink any coffee. Like, even just instant. I'm not like a... Moderate user. Sharp taste. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. <laughs> Got it. There you go. Put it bluntly, yeah. I need my morning coffee. But I try not to overdo it. I try not to have 
multiple cups a day, if that makes sense. Why do you think that is? Because I need my sleep as well, I think. So I try not to drink it past one o'clock. Okay, the, ca- the caffeine gets you. Yeah, because otherwise I won't sleep. And do you think, yeah. like, performance-wise, would you, like, if you think, oh, right, we're doing big training ride, would you, like, knock a wee cheeky extra one back? Um, probably not. I probably don't really have more than two coffees. Even, I mean, if I was racing, like, Zwift, we race quite, like, late in the evenings. That's probably the only exception that I would have a coffee yeah. about, you know, five, six o'clock in, like, the afternoon, evening. Whereas any other day I wouldn't because I'm like, oh, I need that extra boost. And then I know that after a Zwift race, you can't sleep anyway. So I may as well have a coffee. Is that just the adrenaline still going yeah. and your blood's still pumping? Yeah. And... But that's like most things. Even like see if you do like a hard training session in the evening, like most people who will they'll work all day. And then you do like a really hard session in the evening. You just, you just can't sleep. Like, so. What yeah. do you do to try and take the edge off? I don't know probably eat as lot much as I can trying to put myself into a bit of a food coma yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's always another good Subdue way to do the system yeah. cake <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much oh, um, nice. but yeah no I've still not figured that one out yet yeah it's difficult isn't it I, I sometimes get the old fizzy legs oh right like, I've like fizzy a, legs that's an interesting way yeah like a, a big big ride I mean I say big mm. I'm talking like maybe 120 k's on a nice that's, summer that's day that's good though at like a leisurely pace <laughs> um, but yeah that's sometimes the thing I suffer with is like then I put my feet up and when I try and go to sleep the legs are still wanting to <laughs> I want to do things. I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, really? See, if I do a long ride, my legs want to do nothing when I get yeah, in. God. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going a lot harder than I am, though. You're probably... I suppose the good thing about um, Zwifting as well is you can you can take a little espresso off the side. Oh, you don't yeah. have the wind resistance, so you yeah. could just have... You could have you could have a whole shelf of snacks. Yeah. And Ready? and actually Netflix on well, yeah. at the side as well. Yeah, I do that. Or YouTube or, like, podcasts. Like, I, anything, I always have something. I mean, Zwift is good, but I need something else yeah, yeah. to, like, watch alongside. It's quite nice, isn't yeah. it? And oh, I mean, like, Tony and I did a 20-minute FTP test. Oh. And by, like, the 15th minute, I was like, nah, I mean, it's fine, but I can yeah. do with, like, watching something else. Yeah. Oh, that is horrible. Uh, yeah, well, that was, that's probably the worst of it. That was my first time Zwifting. Oh, and um, you chose to do an FTP test as well. I, I believe it will be my last time yeah. drifting. I'm um, not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically what we're, what we're training for at this point is uh, the NC500. We're trying to do that in three days. You could call it the biggest cafe ride ever. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so your cafe rides, like, do you have any, uh, like, recommended cafe rides? Or, like, would Cam's Basso have, like... Would the team go out and aim to hit this coffee shop? Or how does that really work? Unfortunately not. One of our actual rules on camp was no cafe rides. Really? Yeah. It was, yeah. Apart from, like, recovery days, we could go. You spend more time at the cafe than you do on the bike on a recovery day. That's, like, a golden rule. How long is a recovery day? Uh, So we wouldn't do really any more than, like, 90 minutes. Okay. Just super easy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, any other like day that we were training, we weren't allowed to go to the cafe. Um, so I guess it's more. How just... long's your contract, Becky? <laughs> well, I know. I, th- I don't think they put that in the contract, so I might not sign yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. My lawyer hasn't looked yeah. through it. Wait, what do you mean no? Coffee? Yeah. Are there any other coffee coffee heads in the team? Oh like yeah, coffee? we all love coffee. That's yeah. the thing. When that was one of the, when he said it, we were like, oh, 
we're all a bit heartbroken. Yeah, How are like we going to get through camp without yeah, cafe rides? Uprising. Yeah. Who, who would you say is the kind of uh, coffee queen of the of the peloton or of your team even? I think in our team, Danny Shawsbury. Um, she's from down London, and she was telling me that she has a really fancy coffee machine right. at home, and so she knows how to make a good coffee. Okay. Um, but yeah, most of our girls in our team. Yeah, we're all coffee addicts. You wouldn't get through. You wouldn't get through it otherwise. Team of addicts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then do you get an understanding of like the broader peloton? Like who is that the kind of thing that gets chatted about in the peloton? Um, would you know? Would you know things about another rider? Not necessarily like how they're performing, but like I guess like more interesting things like. What do they like? What's their favourite chocolate bar? Like, d- is guess, that something that really happens? It's or? not really something we talk like you talk about. I mean, I'm still like getting to know a lot of the people in the peloton, um, but I guess having like followed them for you know years, watching them on the TV or like following them on social media, you know, like you know bits about them. Probably freaky bits about them, like you know who their gran is. Who, what their dog's called, yeah, yeah. which they would find really weird that you'd probably stalk them, but um, <laughs> and then you're riding next to them. Um, but yeah, it's not something we talk about. I mean, usually a lot of the time I'm just I'm just trying to get round. Yeah. I'm not really asking them for the daily <laughs> facts. It's, it's quite a unique time for women cycling, right? In yeah. that you now have a whole host of like iconic female cyclists all riding at the same time. Yeah, the sport's getting a lot more wider exposure and rightly so Mm -hmm. but then you've got you know the next wave coming in and so it's it's unique in that way that you're riding with heroes who are not just your heroes of the time but they are going to be heroes um like anamique she's going to be a hero of women cycling whatever yeah yeah yeah. what's your closest brush with like that kind of icon have you ever ridden up beside her and just had a wee look and gone (laughs) <laughs> yeah well last week was a prime example Anamique um so I'm st- like being new to cycling I'm still struggling with the whole like positioning in a bunch and I always tend to like hide at the back um, which is not something I recommend um makes your life very hard um but weirdly enough Anamique does the same she rides she likes to ride at the back of a peloton and then when she needs to you know make a move she just takes her with the experience that she's got and the respect yeah. that she's got in the peloton can just, you know, make her way through to the front. And so there was, I spent a lot of time actually riding around her or next to her in, right. you know, in the stage race. And I did find myself being like, wow, like she's, <laughs> she's been around for a long time yeah. and she's still like, you know, she's at the top of her game and that's the best, you know, that we have in our sport right now. Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of time watching her and how she rides and the things that she does and just tried to pick up, you know, little hints and tips where I could. Do you have any, like, obviously she must ooze a sort of, like, comfortability with the bike. What what did you pick up from her that you think? I mean... That's now my technique. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, because of who she is, like, she has a lot of respect from riders in the peloton, so I'm not saying that it's easy for her, but she has, I guess you know, people will kind of let her through. It's Anamique, you're not, you know, if she get a tap on the shoulder, you're not going to say, no, you can't have that space to, <laughs> to the best, you know, women's cycling in the world. Um, so, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I was more just in awe of her rather than it was hard sometimes to, I think when I watched her, I don't know if you've seen the race, but stage three, the mountain stage, when she attacked um, up the final climb, um, 
just like how she can just really I feel like you know that you have to like be good at hurting yourself in cycling but I've never seen anybody like hurt themselves the way she did and you guessed it shows you that's what it takes to be the best in the world and to win one of the best bike races in the world you know that's what it takes I guess so that was quite inspiring yeah I guess as well you just got to enjoy the fact that you're actually riding next to someone like that is maybe I'm not sure how many years she's got left, but yeah. you just got to really Oh, well, the way she was riding last week, I'm yeah. sure she's got yeah. many. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. How many stages was it? Was the, the race last week? Um, It was four stages. Four yeah. stages. Thankfully. Couldn't, don't think I could have done a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're sort of struggling with. Like, because the first, like, we're going to do three days back to back. And then when we go to Warsaw, it'll be five, six, seven days back to back of riding, like big distances. And like we've done maybe one or two back to back on some tours that we've been on, but I think six or seven, like as soon as you get over three, yeah, I can imagine like you're dealing with fatigue, recovery and all of that a lot much more. Yeah. And we're really looking for some tips on how we can handle that because <laughs> I think yeah. that's our biggest thing, isn't it? We're just like, how are we going to be able to do that? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've learned from like just doing stage races is that I say to everyone each day, you get less sleep. Um, because you know, I don't don't know what it is, but the days just go by so quick. And by the time you've finished riding all day, you get in, you get dinner, you shower, you get your kit ready for the next day. Um, all of a sudden it's like 11 o'clock at night and then you're racing again the next morning. Um, and then because you're like, obviously putting your, you're having a lot of gels or a lot of carb powder stuff to kind of get you through the rides. Um, it can be quite hard to eat normal food um which is obviously something that you need to do because otherwise you're not going to have enough energy to to get round um so it's just kind of like I guess expecting that you're going to be tired each day you're going to get less sleep um you're not going to want to eat your your dinner but you're going to have to spoon feed yourself (laughs) pretty much is there a different level of motivation so like during the race so you might know you've got like 60 k's to go and you're feeling like shit compared to waking up the next morning and thinking, how do I get through this day? Yeah, I think in that um, that race at the week there on stage three, that was like, I mean, they actually said before the start of the race, it's the hardest um, like course terrain that they'd ever done in that race, um, which was a nice thing to wake up to and read on Twitter before you're about <laughs> to ride it. Um, but, you know, uh, so I think I quit about five times in that race. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and then you're just looking at your Garmin and we have our stem notes, you know, is this many kilometers to the next com or like the next sprint or the next feed seeing the next feed is like the best thing in the world. It's like somebody, yeah. somebody to give me a gel, somebody to give me some water or just somebody to say, you're all right. Like keep going. Um, and then, yeah, you, and then you just get through it and then you do that after that, that night you're lying in bed and you're thinking, no, I don't know how I'm going to get up tomorrow and do that yeah. all over again. Yeah. But you just wake up and you feel a bit fresher and you just, I guess it's almost like habitual. You just, it's routine, you get up and yeah. you just don't yeah. almost think about it. Pain is, my, pain is my life. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't, well, you don't have time almost because yeah. everything's like so, you know, like eat, sleep, train, bed. It's like you get up and you just do it again without really thinking about it. Are there times when you're reading through your STEM, STEM notes and you're using them as sort of checkpoints and like just thinking I'm just going to get to that one and then after that one I'll focus on getting to the next bit yeah definitely or is that how it works because yeah. sometimes I'll look at my Garmin and I'll be like oh, I've done 
62 kilometers. I've really done like 61.2, but I'll be like, oh, I'll just round up 62. And then I'll ride another couple of minutes and I'll be like, now I've done 62.1. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I should stop rounding <laughs> yeah. that up because yeah. that, I, it's always catching me and getting me in a worse mood than I was before. Mm. So maybe we should think about getting STEM notes. Well, this I, is a great idea. I actually yeah. think like, you know, like it's not just for racing. I think if you're doing like a big ride like that, you know, have some, and it doesn't need to, obviously you're not going to have things like, you know, sprints, like intermediate sprint or comms on those stem well, notes. I mean, you, you <laughs> no, may, no, you may. I think we will. But um, <laughs> even just stuff like, you know, have a bar at yeah. this point or remember, drink every 15 minutes or like little kind of spark notes, I guess, to like kind of keep you. That's another thing. I, I try and drink every 15 minutes just to pass time, but yeah, also yeah. to like keep drinking. It's like, oh, well, there's 15 minutes gone. Yeah. Drink, there's another. Yeah. There's an hour gone before you know it and you've drank your whole bottle, which is, I guess, another bonus. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of rider are you? Are you like, you need tough love, someone shouting and swearing at you, or are you more like, arm round the shoulder, please be nice to me, just tell me I'm doing a great job? I quite like a bit of tough love. I quite like to just be, you know, tell me like it is. Don't sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to be offended if you're telling me that I'm riding, you know, like shit. You know, <laughs> I'm not. Just tell me. Um, or that if I need to, you know, up my game, do something a bit better. Um, I'm not going to be offended by that. So, yeah, and luckily my DS is very much like that. He will just tell you like it is, whether you're the person that needs an arm around the shoulder, he'll still tell you like right. it is. <laughs> so you just something you have to get used to, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's actually very comforting. Have, I mean, it's not very comfortable riding with a radio in your ear, and they always feel like they're going to fall out, and you've got, like, half a yeah. thing of tape around it yeah. to keep it strapped in. But it's actually quite comforting knowing that if you, you know, he's there, or like you want anything, you can, and we can chat to other riders, like in our oh, team, cool, yeah, so yeah. you can, you know, does anyone mm. want a bottle? Like, how's everyone feeling? Like, yeah. it's quite nice. Like, you feel like yeah. you're not doing it on your own, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. our DS is so the episode that yeah. you had last week, Nelson. Yeah. He's He's our <laughs> DS, and uh, he's got a big thing about focusing on food. He's like finding us the best yeah. food stops. Maybe not necessarily the best for us. So he's more like mm. lobster. Chardonnay. That's very motivating. Yeah, yeah, it is very motivating. Mm. It's good. How we'll feel after after Apple Cross once we've had a, a little yeah. thing in Apple Cross in, I'm not sure. <laughs> but so he's his idea of focusing on food and doing that, he'll he'll that's the right way to go, is it? Yeah. Do you reckon? We'll just do that. I like the I think that food. I mean I mean I wouldn't overdo it at your like food stops, you know, enjoy them. But I yeah. think it'd be quite sometimes you can stop and you know, enjoy your cake and your hot chocolate a bit too much and then you don't want to get back on. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like the opposite of the Cam's Basel contract and that yeah. he's written into our contract, oh. you must stop at these restaurants. Yeah. You simply must try Do you the have any spaces on that team? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we, yeah. we need someone to sit, yeah. like we need to be sitting in someone good's wheels. So if you're free for three days in April and you fancy it, then yeah, we'd welcome you. Yeah. Anything for a cafe stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just go, but just one guy. It's good. It's good. It's good. There's nobody on the care. It's good. It's good. It's good. There's nobody on the care. I'm young and beautiful and uh, that's okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm young and beautiful and uh, that's okay. The distances we're looking at are like 200 plus a day. 
Yeah. Definitely for this first like training marker, it's yeah, 250, mm -hmm. 3,000 meters of climbing every day. <laughs> and literally the last time I was on a bike was, well, probably when we did the FTP. Mm -hmm. So we're more or less coming to this from a, a fairly decent level of training last year, yeah. but really haven't done any serious riding in about three months. Okay. How would you recommend we go about getting our bodies into shape? I would get on your bike tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, just get on the bike yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. I would have got on your bike about five months ago, realistically. No, no um, I think you'll be fine. Um, just, yeah, time in the saddle, you know, yeah. yeah. Consistency is everything. Um, just getting, because, you know, saddles aren't the comfiest things in the world. And especially if it's going to be Scotland, you know, it's unpredictable. If it's going to be wet and grim, um, they're even more uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah, time in the saddle. Um, you don't need, I think just, yeah, just get fit. Once you know, if you're consistent, even if it's like a couple hours, like, you know, that accumulates to a lot of hours each week and then you're getting fitter and fitter and yeah, just, you know, cause you're not going, I mean, obviously you're going to have to ride fairly fast if you want to do it all in three days, but you're not racing it. So you don't need to be doing anything crazy, but yeah, just time in the saddle and being consistent right. is the main thing. Yes, oh, yeah. very good. A, a, well, kit is everything. Any, any recommendations? Some alley well, gear, alley, maybe? I mean, you know, I love alley. Yeah, definitely. But shorts is very, very important. Well, especially you need... Well, with Scotland, I always say you get like four seasons in a day sometimes. So yeah, you're yeah. going to need to make sure that you've got your rain jackets, your long-fingered gloves, mm -hmm. your yeah. short gloves, your short base layers, your long sleeve base layers, about five pairs of arm warmers, potentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... You know, that's very important. If only we had a, a team car that was passing these out to us. Well, We're doing it self-supported. Oh, well, that's so going to bags. Lots of, oh, up those hills. Yeah. I mean, just think of the gains. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, actually, I'll tell you, when I first started cycling, my dad, um, and he's not a pushy parent at all. It might sound like when you hear the story, but um, he uh, bought me a lead bottle like and like two big like litre bottles and filled them with lead yeah and i did all my training with these lead bottles no way. and he was like yeah because then when you take them off you'll be feeling like amazing this is so yeah. light and yeah so i guess that'd be like you with your bags train with your bags see what it feels yeah. you know yeah. don't go just from riding your road bike to then all of a sudden have about five six bags on it because it's going to feel you know yeah. awful yeah. <laughs> i know it's mad isn't it the things you do to like if you weigh yourself and you think like yeah. oh if i chassis down like a kilo I, mm. that would be great but actually you could shave off or you could train with weight yeah. and probably have the same gains right well yeah that, essentially that's yeah me coming from a absolutely yeah. no understanding of how sports yeah. science works <laughs> um, from like an endurance point of view as well don't worry about your weight just eat yeah. as much food as you possibly can yeah, yeah. i like that yeah. yeah that's as soon as someone says eat as much as you can <laughs> yeah. i'm all ears at the end of the day you'll get to day three day four and you won't be able to eat as much yeah and yeah you wish you'd have, you're, you're always eating for the next day is the way to look at it. I may not want to eat this now, but I'm eating so that I can get yeah. around tomorrow. Yeah. Future me will yeah. think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I always think that with training, I like to think that like you might not enjoy it at the time, but when you're out riding yeah. the North Coast 500, you're going to look back and be like, thank God yeah. I did those miles and thank God that I was consistent yeah. because this is hard because it's going to be yeah. hard, but it would have been harder if you hadn't have put the time and the effort into to train him for it. You're also studying 
still studying at the moment psychology? Uh, no, right? I just graduated. Just graduated. So, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Any yeah, tips from a psychological perspective about how we can maintain focus on the bike and keep in a good sort of focus as a pair as well? I guess yeah. that's another dynamic. I think, well, obviously we said the STEM notes, you know, having like mini goals, mini checkpoints to you know, keep you occupied. It's all about, I guess, keeping your mind occupied in a sense, you know, music is also yeah. kind of, or podcasts. Uh, do you get music? Can you ask your DS to like play? No, I mean, he would sing, but that would be painful. <laughs> all right, yeah. So I'd rather not, yeah. <laughs> but you but, couldn't, if you like, say you started to, to get in like a bleak moment, Yeah. you couldn't be like, I need you to break the glass yeah. on uh, still DRE right now no. i need to get to the top <laughs> no i think he, he would be yeah no he'd just be like crack on and ride your bike right, yeah. that's the kind of tough love that he nice. would say <laughs> i'll um, have the hamilton soundtrack on on oh, speed dial for you todd when that's you're good. <laughs> hamilton is motivational yeah, you know is. the guy did so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah music podcasts audio box are like amazing as well i know a lot of people who ride with audio box the time just like passes doesn't it when you've yeah. got someone yeah. chatting in your ear but also just like constantly checking up on each other, you know, you have each other sing a song to you, you know, why not? Like, um, but constantly asking how you're feeling, reminding each other to eat and drink, not just, you know, you've got your notes there, be like, right, Tony, when we get to this point, I want you to ha eat that bar or... This sounds know. dangerously like empathy. Yeah. Which our, our DS is going to love. Lo oh, yeah, really? he's going to be a like, big fan. Listen. The Scottish national champ said it. I must be right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, great. Yeah, we're also so like the other thing that is, uh, I suppose it comes in line a little bit with the psychology, is uh, what I like to call the couture. Okay. Of you know like looking good <laughs> and feeling good, right? Yeah. You know that when you get oh, a new a new yeah. bit of kit, you yeah. feel like, oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. this is plus twenty five watts. Definitely. Um, what are your tips? Uh, what tips would you give to middle-aged men <laughs> as, as, a, as a female cycling, cycling's like hottest new prospect? What would you give us, what tips would you give us to like help us be looking like chic and like as pro as possible? Shave your legs. Bike? Oh yeah. You've right. got to shave your legs. We should do that. Okay. Yeah. There's that's, an episode in itself. Yeah. That's, yeah. And it's, I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. I used to do it. I think, yeah. Aerodynamics as well, you know. Good. <laughs> I think it looks. Yeah. Can you shave your legs, Cameron? Yeah. It yeah. looks good, eh? Mm. Like it looks better. I mean, if you crash, it's yeah. better for yeah. you as well, yeah. For the road it, rush. It feels easier. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm so that. gonna do that. It's very satisfying. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Some nice sunglasses as well. Yeah, and a oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I would. Say, uh, it's Scotland, so it's a bit temperamental. A nice, you know, crisp pair of white socks always looks Ooh, good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't beat like. a pair of white socks. Or white shoes. White, white, shoes, white, yeah. white shoes, white socks. I, I white always helmet. prefer a white... Yeah. <laughs> Do you go white helmet as well? Oh, yeah. And are those those white glasses are your riding glasses? Uh, yeah, from last year, but obviously it was quite... It was snowing today, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, they're nice. That's a yeah. nice Yeah, a nice well. pair of sunglasses make... It just completes the look, doesn't it? Yeah. What, what do you favour on, like, a... Say it's not team related. Mm -hmm. You're not in, yeah. the, in the, the red and neon yellow of Cam's mm -hmm. bar, so <laughs> just you... What do you go for? Colour combos? Uh, I love blue. Right. So I do like, I mean, the movie star, the new movie star blue, the dark blue yeah, is, nice. is very nice. Yeah. Um, and we have a really nice pair of like 100% um, me, like blue lens glasses. And they are just like, I could wear blue 
all day. Nice. I mean, with Cam's Basso, I, when I first joined the team, I was a bit, oh, red and yellow. How's that going to look, you know, being a girl? It's, it's everything, isn't it? You want to have nice kit. I mean, on guys, I guess. I feel like, well. yeah, it's just being a cyclist, just, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, I was a bit, you know, hesitant about the kit, but it's, it's growing on me. But yeah, I'd always, always blue. Yeah. I love the blue kit. It's not, yeah, the new movie style one is very nice. Like, yeah. What bike do you prefer? Canyon oh, or the Basel? Canyon, any day of the week. Really? Yeah. That's the, to me, that's the best bike I've ever ridden, the Canyon Ultimate. It's um, the Ultimate, is that what you're yeah. Nice, cool. And we went to Tenerife in November, which is obviously really, really hilly. Um, and I love like climbing, I love doing any sort of hills, and that bike was just obviously built for that kind of terrain, yeah. and it's just, yeah, not nothing compares to it, really. Yeah, very, nice. very nice to ride. Throw it about a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will it take a crash? You you had you've I had have, a spill. You had yeah. a spill last year, right? I crashed on that bike, yeah. Yeah. Um so it has thank thankfully it was okay. What happened? Um one of the girls um in front of me hit um a cat's eye and her hands came off the bars and being in the middle of the Peloton it was just like dominoes. You and a dozen other people. Yeah, just all we all came out. down, yeah. Um injuries. So. Um yeah, I hurt my hip pretty bad, but nothing like broken thankfully and like cracked my helmet pretty much in two so you know big up helmets (laughs) but yeah so pretty bad concussion but um i was all right and back on my bike pretty recovery time was um it wasn't too bad i mean i think i was literally back on my bike in like five days but like not really training um and then thankfully i didn't really have any road races i had some time trials but i had to adjust my time trial position because i couldn't like basically get my hip flexors into the position that they once were because they were so tight like from the crash and um so yeah it was it didn't really set me back too much thankfully and then psychologically recovery um well I actually I think it didn't really impact me too much I always think like crashing is always worse like well worse than you think it is it's always over very quickly you always think oh my god this is going to be awful and it is but you know, one minute you're up, one minute you're on the floor, and then yeah. you're back up again. And yeah. it's you know, you can you tend to bounce back nine out of ten times. Yeah. Is that the, the worst crash you've had? Uh, no, I had a pretty bad one at the RAS. Yeah, the stage race in Ireland, stage one. Um, that was my first race for Cam's Basso actually. Um, and you were like, I was. Let me show you what you've signed here. <laughs> well, I was like, I'd come off like I was in really good shape. Um, like I'd podiumed at the, like the previous round of the national series. Um, so I was like really looking forward. It was going to be my first stage race. And then, yeah, another touch of wheels in the middle of a peloton. And yeah, one of those things, nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, had pretty bad concussion and um, I'd hit like the ground, like basically smack on my back. So I didn't have any like cuts or bruises because I literally was like a bang impact and like basically bounced. But because of my heart rate strap, um, with the way it hit the ground and like underneath my sports bra, it literally looked like a bullet had like gone through my spine. Like the woman in the ambulance was like, it looks like you've been shot in the back because of the, like obviously the harshness of the plastic. Um, so that was like pretty sore. Um, and I've still got like the mark today. Um, so that kind of set me back longer. Um, Don't think about these things, do you? Like the extra little little bits you have and and same like things in your pockets. If you're carrying, yeah, I actually so, think, yeah. like, with team radios, I was thinking about this in that race just there, like, some sometimes you have a pocket, like, that just slots in behind, like, the top of your shoulder blades, yeah. um, but if you don't, you, it just goes in your back pocket, and I guess either way, it's, like, right on your back, so if you land on that, 
like that's going to be very painful. Yeah, you keep the swan year busy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big serious question um, is how does it feel being the Isle of Man's greatest cycling expert? <laughs> well, I'm definitely not because we all have Mark Cavendish for that on the Isle of Man. But yeah, no, I'm very proud to be from the Isle of Man. Is it, it is it big cycling culture there, obviously? Oh, massive, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. because of Mark, mostly? Or? Yeah, and, well, Peter Kenyuk. Uh, of course, yeah, um, yeah. We have uh, Ben Swift. He's not Manx, but, well, he can represent the Alman, and he lives over there and does a lot of training. Ian Stanard used to do a lot of training over there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's just, yeah, everyone knows who Mark Cavendish is on yeah, the Alman. Yeah. I think as well, what like, the Alman is such a small place, and we don't really have, like... Um, you know, over here you've got like world class facilities at like the university. Like, you know, we don't have that. We don't even have a velodrome on the Isle of Man. Yeah. So to have, we, don't have much. we really do. We don't. We don't have much. I mean, great. A lot of water. Got a good yeah. nightclub. What is called? Oh, the rule. The rule. No, not the, the outback. You know, mm, I've been to the outback. Yeah, that's very it's famous. The other one. The courthouse. The courthouse. Yeah. Not the rule. The rule. The rule of the courthouse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I guess with cycling, you know, you don't need much. To be good at it, but yeah. some nice um, climbs on the Isle of Man. Very, yeah. Who's very got nice. all the QOMs? Oh, I've, yeah, I've tried to get most of them. I have guess. You? Yeah. Nice, have you? <laughs> and we have a lot of really good female cyclists, though. We've got like Anna Christian and Lizzie Holden, who ride for. Um, I was going to say drops, but they're not. They're Wahoo Lacol now. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amelia Sharp, she rode for Great Britain. Um, and the men, you could just—I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. But like, I think at one time, I found this really interesting fact: the Great Britain national team was like 25% Manx riders really which um, being like a track based program you know the Royals in the Velodrome is pretty impressive when we don't have a Velodrome you know how yeah, good could they yeah. be if they'd had that track time growing Some, up something in the Manx blood isn't there yeah Must maybe like <laughs> you've, got three, you've got three legs though haven't you so well I guess exactly that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah there's going to be an investigation yeah no <laughs> Are you pretty keen on Strava? Like, do you... Oh, I love you, Strava, yeah. 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 You're into it. Yeah, um, I try not to... I don't actively, obviously... I'm not, like, a calm chaser, um, but I do obviously love, like, looking on and seeing, oh, what, what, what did we get today? Yeah. Or, like, where have we been? Like... Well, Todd's reference point for all people, all cyclists, is yeah. Crow Road. And oh, he, he saw your yeah. time at the Crow Road and he was <laughs> very impressed. <laughs> he came into work yesterday. I was like, you never get so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Crow Road's iconic, isn't it? Yeah, it's, so it's good. great. Such yeah. A good climb. No, I've not got the calm, I don't think. You can't be far off, though. Just over 14 minutes or something. It's Yeah, I don't know. Something yeah. like that, yeah. I mean, to put that in perspective, I'm at 1744. <laughs> well, that, And that, that was at the down. height of my training. That was like going out for a very small ride and throwing my bottles away. <laughs> <laughs> wearing my lightest kit. Yeah. Tires were pumped up to yeah. 160 PSI. <laughs> Well, we're very lucky where we stay. Like, we've obviously got the crow and the tack. Like, that's yeah, like a local yeah. ride for us. Oh, right enough, yeah, Cumbernauld. Yeah. Or even from Buffa, you can Either, get... but yeah. Cumbernauld, the tack's like, you know, 15 minutes from yeah. um, Cameron's family's house. And yeah. like, I mean, which is a bit painful, 15 minutes in hitting the tack. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're not, no one's ever really ready for the tack, are yeah. they? Um, but uh, how you can do like the crow and the tack in the two-hour loop yeah. um, from their house. And so that's one of my favourites. There were, there were people who Everested the tack... Oh really? And I, I, I like, I've done the tack numerous times. I do not like it. I like the crow. I actually quite like the crow. How many times do you have to go up the tack to Everest it a lot? I can't remember if you're from RCCK, 
done it. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's amazing. It's like over 40 times at least. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it more. Yeah, it was a few years ago now. Do you know what it is? It's coming down as well. The road yeah. surface is horrendous yeah, at the tack at the minute. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'd rather go up it than come down it, yeah, I think. Yeah. And there's, that's saying something. There's always a lot of standing water as well. Yeah, because and of the, big potholes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you've got to be careful. Yeah, it's um, nice. It's nicer going up actually. Yeah. yeah, it's coming down, especially yeah. if you go. Well, the I don't know which side. Do you think if you go like the the non Kilsyke side where there's the the little Ford, yeah, water, yeah. that's lethal, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is. that, yeah. In the I mean, winter, if especially. If it was your first time down, you thought like, yeah, let's yeah. just go hammering tongs. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Yeah. Have to pull off one big bunny hop. Yeah, they need to get a little bridge, I think, for us to just like <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. just hop over it, or at least a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a small pizza down at Domino's. Wow. That's what the yellow jersey was riding? That's unbelievable. I mean, that just shows you this, this is a different sport. Who, who are your favorites? Like, do you have, let's go men's and women's. Men's and Give women's. Give us your top five men's. Top five men's? I always like to know who do the pros like? Um, oh, let me think. Well, women's e- easier first. Um, Annemiek, obviously. Um, Voss. Cecilia Lud- Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's really cool. Just off the bike in general. She's yeah, just nice. cool. Seems like a cool person. I'm not saying we're not, we're not friends, but you know. <laughs> like your I'd best like, pal. I'd like to be friends <laughs> with someone like that. Um, Demi Vollering. Yeah, is amazing, amazing. and yeah. I think th- this year as well, I think she's going to be just incredible. Yeah. When she did that, she did the time trial, the women's tour. And just obliterated the field by like, yeah, a minute yeah. and just made it look easy. Nice. Um, and then I'd probably say a little closer to home, Anna Shackley. I think, right. you know, Doing she rides for SD Works and she's a local girl. Um, I went to the Olympics, you know, like having watched just how quickly her career has just, you know, been on this trajectory um, and knowing her, I guess, makes you think, well, actually anything's possible. Um, yeah. And I think she'll be really, really special in a few years' time. Um, and then men, uh, Nairo, obviously. I think he's just the coolest guy. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know, like, obviously Mark Cavendish being from the Isle Man. A preview, I don't know, like, at the minute, because I really like people like Bradley Wiggins, you know, like that Bradley Wiggins. Yeah. He was, like, really cool. Maybe not one you would think, but, like, Hugh McCarthy from EF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's really cool. I think he's really underrated as a rider as well. Yeah. He, um, he had such a good season, not last year, year mm. before, right? He was going really well in the Vuelta. Yeah. yeah. They went on the Angleroo, yeah. right? Yeah. Was that last year? Was it, yeah, it must have been last year. Very, very impressive yeah. to yeah. watch on a bike. Uh, but he's also, like, he's, he's pretty chill, doesn't he's he? Just, he's just, like, yeah, he's good never northern seems, guy. Like, yeah. Just another bike race yeah. kind of like yeah. vibe, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's really Post-race cool. Post-race interviews are always yeah. spot yeah. on as well he's a funny he just wants to get himself a butter pie at the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> That's what, I just think yeah he's awesome and then I think finally Tom Pidcock you can't not Heathers. really you can't not I mean he's you know he can do anything yeah. he can any bike and he'll just you know win an Olympic medal in it yeah. like <laughs> yeah. he just seems so cool you you know you can't really argue that I guess Tom Pidcock is like the best you know, cyclist yeah. of the next generation. Got a gold medal to back see. it up, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, and a world champs jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how many world champs jerseys? Yeah. yeah, he's probably got a wardrobe yeah. full. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, yeah. Sometimes when you see cyclists, like 
in interviews, they're all very like cagey and a bit like I guess they hedge their bets mm-hmm. a little bit in terms of like where their careers are going and stuff. Yeah. Do you think about your career like next three, four years? Like, do you have like a realistic eye on like, you know what, I think I can have a crack at whatever it is, X one day race or like a little bit of a pop at GC on something or yeah. do you think about that kind of thing or is it? I try I mean, I obviously you get like you see bike races and you think, Oh, I'd love to be there and I'd love to like ride that race or like you know like now we've got like, the women's tour de france like to say you've ridden the women's tour de france would be like obviously amazing but I try not to I guess have too much expectation um being like so new to the sport I think sometimes sometimes I think it's good to obviously set goals because they keep you motivated but I also think it's good to just kind of take each day as it comes and just enjoy the process and you know like opportunities will come and they'll go but as long I just think if you take the ones that you do get and just you know give it everything you've got then just see where you end up and then because sometimes as well you can kind of set a ceiling for yourself I think if you say I want to achieve that yeah and then you've achieved that and you might think oh well I'm really content now whereas if you never set out any expectation you know the ceiling is you know never stops and you could go on and achieve more than you ever thought like possible nice I, I like that and then so what's next for you you're off to the netherlands yeah um yeah. tuesday wednesday tuesday next training week. and racing again or yeah we're doing the healthy aging tour so <coughs> that's a three-day time trial and then two road stages how's so. your time trial these days yeah good I've do you like it i love yeah my time do you actually yeah i really enjoy a time trial yeah. There's something about, like, I mean, people have a love-hate relationship, don't they? But I really enjoy just, like, going up against the clock and just... Because, I guess, you know... Yeah, you can't... There's yeah. no excuses. Like, it's just you. Yeah, it's yeah, just you yeah, and the yeah, bike yeah. and the time, and that's what it is. And I thought my first time trial would be, like, April. And uh-huh. then I forgot that, obviously, all this race has popped yeah. up and it's got a time trial in it, so... And what are the other two stages? Um, it would be bunch sprints? Probably, very yeah. Flat, very yeah. flat. Yeah. Very fast. Um basically everything I hate is what I've been saying in a race <laughs> apart from the time trial um but I wanted to do it because um I've never raced you know in the Netherlands before yeah. and like it's a good opportunity to you know get stuck in and you you always learn something from a race whether you're at the front end or the back end you always can take something away yeah. from it so oh you'll never yeah. regret I guess racing right well, you'll never exactly. be like oh god yeah. I wish I didn't go to the Netherlands I think yeah no, cheesy we'll never have any regrets yeah, anyway yeah, do you just yeah. do it and yeah it'll, oh, be, it'll be fun I'm so jealous of you Becky <laughs> 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 to, to be 23 and racing bikes <laughs> I think it's amazing yeah both of you like it is cool ah, so there we are that Tony what's uh, what's your biggest takeaway from Becky biggest takeaway was don't put a ceiling on your goals is that what she said (laughs) don't don't have a ceiling of your goals I get the idea of having goals and she said like with the stem notes and stuff like that very important to have little micro goals to achieve but I like the idea where she was like goals can be go on forever Right, like you, you don't put a ceiling on what you want to achieve because it can keep going. Yeah, and I get like I mean, easy for her to say as a twenty-three-year-old <laughs> fantastic cyclist already got a contract, um, but yeah, totally relevant and also not just relevant to cycling, like relevant to life. 
yeah. Momentum, momentum. Keep going, keep going. Don't like I guess rest on your laurels. There, al- there's always something more that you could be doing. Definitely. Don't just think, you know. Don't limit yourself. My biggest takeaway was actually just towards the end when she s- sort of, we were talking about just riding bikes, and she was like, "It's cool." It's like, yeah, it is cool. Living the dream. Um, yeah. So I suppose like just to kind of make the most of riding bikes. You know what else came up? What's that? Empathy. Oh no. Our DS Nelson will be thrilled. <laughs> empathy a, was a theme. A lot of time for empathy. Hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, obviously, some people don't really get the idea of, like, cycling being a team sport. Yeah. But, yeah, so, any team. Well, you don't always need empathy, but I think this team, we need empathy, and we're going to get it. Definitely. There was a lot of empathy today with my multiple breakdowns, so thanks for that, Todd. No worries. I did I did think, how would I want to, if, if the roles were reversed, that's why I brought you those wee chewy things. Yeah, they were great. That's why I loaded your bike on for you. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is. You're going to get buckets of empathy <laughs> on this on this coffee ride. Absolute buckets. Sloshing. Empathy is going to be sloshing around all over the place. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, yeah, so huge thanks to Becky for giving us a bit of time and oh, we thought she was absolutely wonderful. Her granny better watch out because she's got two new number one fans. So if I ever see her granny, her granny better just watch her back. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, so look out for her this season. She's got, well, as we say, she has no limits. So she'll be going for things right, left and centre. Most uh, our, our next thing you can follow is uh, in the Netherlands, three-day stage race. Um, and yeah, big things in her future, no doubt. So thank you very much. Go and get her followed on Instagram at Becky Story, and follow Cam's Basso as well, if you like. And follow Movistar Easewift team. Yeah, and follow Anti-Coffee. And that's... Uh, most importantly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about us, man. That's at anticoffee.anticoffee. We are on Instagram, and you can catch all of our cycling failures from last week on there. <laughs> Great place to find out about new episodes. Another episode will be coming out next week, next Tuesday. We're into a rhythm now. Every Tuesday, new episode drops. Also, go to our website, anti.coffee, and you can find a little bit of merch on there. Yeah, and next week, another guest, another step towards glory, completing the biggest ever coffee ride. Can you tell that we've found our USP and we're now, we have now crystallized what we're trying to achieve? For the marketing department. Um, yeah, the biggest ever coffee ride. Glasgow to Warsaw. How far will two men go for a good cup of coffee? You'll find out on Anti-Coffee. See you next time, dreamers. See ya. Peace. Empathy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Was that your auntie? I'll make myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Joy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card.